You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's the You Up Podcast. I know this sounds super echoey. I don't have my right mic this week, and I'm in the lobby of a radio station in um, Atlanta. So I apologize, but I'm here on the podcast, the You Up Podcast, with Andrew Collin. Good morning, everybody out there. What's up? How's everyone doing? <laughs> okay. Mid-chew. What are you chewing? Oh, you're chewing a, a bar. Yeah, you buy me peanut butter just to watch me eat it like a dog. <laughs> that is the joy of being friends with you is that I just give you food and you just eat all of it. The other day, I bought you a bag of chips so you'd have something to eat at my house when we were hanging out. And you ate the entire bag in one sitting. They're like, healthy. They're healthy. Popcorners. No, I felt horrible afterwards. You did? Did yeah. you, Was your asshole in jeopardy? <sighs> Every day. But you felt horrible after that bag of chips? Yeah, and my, actually my asshole does hurt after eating chips. But why did you felt horrible emotionally because you finished the bag? Uh, maybe a little bit. I, I just, you know, I should be able to eat half a bag of chips. And, be- and then you went and got a slice of pizza like an hour later. Two slices. Two slices? Mm, yeah, I, got, I had to try the vodka slice, a special from Prince Street. It's vodka slice? Yeah, there's a vodka, like a la vodka. Ooh, them. I hate the way you say the word Hold on. Before I bully you, I want to bring in someone else who uh, almost enjoys picking you apart as much as I do. It's Ari Finling, everyone. You've heard him on the show before. This is her first time on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Ari is hosting for us um, this weekend at the Punchline in Atlanta. Ari, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Vodka. V-O-K-A, you, you moron. <laughs> you heard that too, right? Yeah. There's a D in the word. Vodka. Yeah, what did I say? Vodka? Wait, say it again. Say it again. I thought I was saying V wrong. I thought it's Boca or Baca or something like more. I didn't think it was just vodka, like the drink. Yeah. Say, say the word again. Vodka. What? Vodka. Okay, there's a D in it. Yeah. Wait, where is that D in the word that you're saying? D's nuts. Say it. Vodka. Say it right. Vodka. Say it. I'll, I'll say it right. Try to say it with a D. Vodka. Come on. Vodka. There you go. There you go. You use vodka to make penne vodka. I thought it wasn't. I thought that was too on the nose. Yeah. Um, well, you taught me how to say Vegas this week. What? Vegas. Las Vegas. Now, I've never known how to say it, especially because, because V-E-G-A-S should be Vegas. Yeah. It, that's the way it should be pronounced, but everyone's saying it wrong. But everyone's saying V-A-Y-G-U-S. So now I'm saying Vegas. Vegas, right? Yes, like anus. Vegas. No, that's not the same. Venus. Veins in a butthole. Disgusting. You have no right to be disgusted by buttholes or the mere idea of them. You have have made one of the worst assholes in the country. So an ugly person can't call out something that's ugly? Pretty much no. It's don't you agree that he him judging assholes is a little bit out of uh, turn for him? Yeah, it's pretty glass house uh, throwing stones at glass houses. <laughs> but I do. I am happy that you are admitting that you're ugly. That is really like. <laughs> when did I admit that? I'm admit, no, I'm in, I made the analogy. My butthole's ugly, not my face. I'm a good-looking man. I have green eyes, like my great grandma. <laughs> yeah, your you your facial skin. Is the same skin on my scrotum. It's like, <laughs> le- it's no, it's leathery, mm-hmm. and it's like a, it, there's a discoloration from one side of your face to the other side of your God. face. First of all, you're right. 
But you are disgusting. <laughs> no, he's he not. He is. He's an ugly man. Wait, I got to say Ari is wrong. You don't have discolored skin. Oh. It's not that bad. But your skin is not bad for what you do, which is nothing to it. And for being a 46-year-old man. <laughs> you're 40. Sorry. You're about to be 40. 39. You're 37. No, I'm not. I'm 35. <laughs> no, you're not. We're just making up numbers I mean, here. you could say 36, and I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on my way to 36 but you can't call me 37 yet you can't call me 46 i mean that was is ugly ari's ugly ari wears a lot of accessories he wears glasses he wears a backwards hat he always matches like a mannequin his whole life he has to try so hard to not look like those beady stupid juno's eyes I totally agree. I mean, there's, he, that's on the nail on the head. I mean, I would I'm never describe Ari as ugly in a million years. Yeah, but you you are mean like that, and you don't know him well enough. You have a look in his face. He is adorable. You're not looking at him. You don't look at people in the face. And really analyze this thing. Look how beady the eyes are. I honestly. I've already analyzed Ari because he's very insecure and he's thinking about getting di- different plastic surgery. And he was like, look at me and tell me what you would get done. And I've analyzed him and I've said, yeah, maybe I would do a little bit of sculpting around your chin because you no, seem you to be. Said not. You said you no, no. I said, I said, I said, look into it if you really care about it. But I don't think it's something you ever have to address. Mm-hmm. And no one would ever want you to do that. I would never, if I was like married to you, I wouldn't be like, can you fix that? I would never care. You told me to get a 10 and am I not more 10 than you saw? No. Are you really? I ran with my, look at my, look at my, I ran with my shirt off just to get a good tan. No, you, you're not the type of person that's going to get natural sun. You need to get a spray tan. I have a lot. They're birthmarks. They're not moles. I do have one on my nipple. No one has 75 birthmarks. You have one birthmark. You have 90. Oh, my God. It looks like a cow's udder on cancer. Look at that thing. (laughs) Oh, God. You're disgusting. Okay, here's what just happened here. Ari lifted up his shirt and showed us his nipple. And on his nipple is like a um, birthmark. It's part of his nipple is like very darker than the rest. It's not raised. It's just like darker. It's not disturbing at all. Those are great nipples. And I think... Andrew just got very violent in his in his assessment of your nipple because Andrew hates his nipples. So he's just projecting all of his rage about his own nipples onto you. I mean, aren't your nipples the number one thing you don't like about yourself? Now they're fine compared to what I just saw. No, his are great. You you know, they are. You would trade in yours for a second for those nipples. (sighs) Maybe. I don't know. I'd want some money back. I can't just those aren't straight up. I don't know. I don't. Okay, Andrew's lifting up his. Yeah, dude. Ari's are. Oh my God, Ari is feeling Andrew's nipple right now. Ew, ew, he's like milking it. I'm so. I would trade you my nipples for your calves. You okay. have great calves. Yeah, he does have really good calves. It's. Yeah. What do you want? Um, Ari has is very good at tennis. He destroyed me in tennis, and I'm a very good athlete. So it's kind of a compliment towards me while giving one to him. But very good. At, he's a very good athlete. And he's a good comic. He's a good athlete? Yeah, yeah. You just threw an S at the end of that, and it wasn't necessary. You struggle with S's. Don't put them in places you don't need them. That's a good point. Why add to, why add to us? Uh, <laughs> you and Ari are um, best friends, right? Even though you both called each other ugly and you pick each other apart. Um, does that ever hurt your feelings, Ari, when he s- says you're ugly? No. There's very few. We've only gotten into one real fight. When was it? In, when was it, Andrew says? This was maybe six years ago in the bar at the stand. 
Do you remember this? We were, so for a long time, it was just Andrew and I walking around to like open mics and meeting people. And then we joined like a bigger group of friends. And, you know, it was like a culture shock where we were like, you know, it was him and I and then four or five other guys. And we were slightly insecure and we got into like a a big fight in the middle of the stand bar. And then... I don't understand what you're talking about. You got insecure with a big group of guys? We were like, I think that... When you're making fun of each other, to each other, it's, like, not really hurtful. But when you add, like, four or five guys and then you're making fun of Andrew to five other people and you don't know those other people yet, you kind of get more insecure than if you were just doing it to yourself. Agreed. Okay. So you're saying Andrew got upset that night. I think we both did. I think we were both doing what we do by ourselves with other people around and we didn't know them as well as we knew each other so we started to get insecure that it was they were going to do it to us and andrew do you you don't remember this i remember uh, ari looked so fucking ugly that night and uh, (laughs) and uh, it was something about like his face and his skin and his do you really remember no i really don't i do remember we have had arguments about because we like became friends and then it was like almost like uh like we were in competition of trying to get these people to like cause who was in this group i'm really dying to know <laughs> no, who no was one even that was great. it like rami Youssef? no no, no. Like, it was like casey uh ryan back like all the sweet boys oh sweet boys that you were just trying to get them to like you yeah because <laughs> they they me. like run open mics or something because they those guys have zero power in the industry but back then it's the funniest people at the mic oh they were the funniest people at the mic okay got it he used to not let me watch his sets he used to make me leave the rooms well to be fair he you also had to suffer through his set every conversation you had with him because he was back then he was constantly pitching bits which is a habit i broke him of i believe my biggest excitement when you guys met was that he came back from wherever you guys were on the road and stopped running bits. So that was like the best thing that you, you broke them like a dog who shits in the fucking living room. Now for those listeners who don't know what running bits is, how would a, would he just like, cause he, what he used to do to me, which I didn't appreciate was it wasn't like, Hey, I have a new joke I'm working on. He would just launch into it and there was no precedent and it would kind of just, it would just, Andrew's someone who, if he's having a thought, he thinks everyone else is in his head with him. And then when he starts talking, you're just in, you've been there the whole time and know what he's talking about and no one has any idea. So I broke him of that habit to, I think, have more empathy that no one else is in your head thinking about your bit about the story that I don't even remember you telling me. So I was thinking with the manatee thing, you know, the man, he did it the other day. What did you say? You go, so the bit about the, what's the new bit you're working on? Uh, no, what the other day was the song for your radio show about Eminem. I'm cleaning out my notebook. Oh, yeah. And you're like, how am I supposed to remember that? I can't believe that it... <laughs> you go, well, you came into radio early to record something, and it all seemed very suspicious because I was like, why is Andrew in here early? I didn't know about this. I don't like surprises. And sometimes Noah, my producer, and Jen will, like, in the past, they've done surprises, like, birthday surprise videos from like celebrities being like happy birthday Nikki and it's like Seth Rogen saying happy birthday and I can't it's (laughs) only they only did it out of niceness and like wow that'll be so fun but all I can see is Seth Rogen being like 
I have to do this right now. And like, I don't even know who Nikki Glaser is. And, and I'm sure he was not like that. I'm yeah. sure they were right. And he was delighted to do it. But for me, I was like, I don't like surprises. Please don't do this again. Um, and so when you were in the studio with some like surprise recording, I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? What did you do? Oh, Seth Rogen's on TV, I think. Oh no, that's no. Um, and you go, well, you know, (laughs) it's a bear juggling, (laughs) (laughs) but you just go, you know, so is the Eminem song. And I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. But a normal person wouldn't get so upset about, they go, oh, what do you mean? Instead of, you you do this, you always do this, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, now go downstairs and freaking punch yourself in the face until you cry, freaking loser. I didn't say all the rest of that stuff, but I was thinking it, and that's what I love about you, is that you can just read my mind. Um, You read my mind insanely well, and it's kind of frightening. And I've been doing that my whole life with like my dad. I'll always be like, "Oh, dad, or what are you going to say next because of this?" and I'll predict it and he goes, "You don't always know what I'm saying, but I think I do. Like I'm pretty yeah. good at figuring out why people say certain things." Like, what did I say yesterday? I predicted something you said. Well, it was more, I mean, the one that I could really think of is the fountain and how you knew exactly what was going on with my girlfriend's brain. But no, you do do that with me a lot. Like, uh, oh, I know what it was. I post, I keep posting pictures of me in women's clothing because it's in a music video that I'm going to drop. But I don't have the music video yet. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep teasing it. Yeah, you go, you go, what about this tease? Does this tease look good? And he like showed me a picture he was about to post. Is this showing too much of the music video if I post this whole full body shot? And he goes, I love this tease. It just keeps adding, coming very, very soon. No I keep adding various. No one has any idea what it is. Well, that's the joke. That's the joke. So, but the, the thing is, if he had the video, he would be posting it immediately. immediately. There's no, there's no plan. There's no PR I plan. The dance video from last night in my stories. I had to get it out there. It's so fun for me. Andrew can't sleep on a single thing. If he gets something that he needs to post, he can't wait. I mean, sometimes you do wait so that there's more traffic to see it. Yeah. Which is so, that's even more annoying to me, is to like plan, uh, it's not peak, it's not peak hours yet, and then you wait for it. Yeah, it's bad. But in fairness, I'm building a brand. I'm getting myself out there. I got, you know, the industry isn't fucking with me, so I got to do my own thing. You know that. I think you should be called <laughs> Andrew First Draft Colin. Yeah, I like the first draft. You despise the first draft. You want, you have to, huh? First draft That that was another one of the biggest fights we got into. When we shot a sketch, and I sent it to Andrew and be like, this is a first cut, don't share it. And he sent it to like 30 people. He can't, he needs instant validation, instant confirmation from others. He can't sit on anything and wait. I mean... I was going to ask you what you did on Christmas like morning if you were a kid that to tear through all your presents first, but you didn't have Christmas, right? Because you're Jewish. No, we did. We did. Uh, we actually would open presents on Christmas Eve, and it'd be also Hanukkah. Would, they'd mix it all together. It was terrible, and it was all for the stepkids, because by the time it started happening, we got a Christmas tree, and all of these little kids that live in trailer parks somehow were in our house. And getting all of my presents, I was very angry. Wait, I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, my dad remarried a woman, and she had a bunch of like grandkids and like nephews and so stuff. So, presents that were for you were just taken by well, trailer park kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have your name on them or anything? No, they weren't. They were bought for them instead of for me. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I was also a 20-year-old man. I probably yeah. shouldn't be fighting with a nine-year-old over his toys when I could have maybe got a new, you know, pair of Ray-Bans. And I'm, I'm not opposed to a first draft. There are some instances where it works. Obviously, this podcast okay. is 100% first draft. There's no editing that goes into it. I do a radio show. It just goes out. That's the nature of that. But, like, there are sometimes where you'll I'll take a picture of you or you'll take a picture of me and you'll just want to post it but the lighting is terrible. There's no attempt to maybe improve upon it. And that's just how you live your life. Yeah, I think the rawness of it is is it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Why does it matter so much? Because why does anything matter? I mean, when things if you take a photo that is not lit properly and you put it into an app that will take one minute for me to put something into an app, and I can brighten it. I can change the contrast. I can change the. Um, but you're anti-filter. Yes. But you're you're pro one minute changing all the lighting. Yeah, because filters just make you look like you have no skin, like you have no dimension to your skin. They're just. Um, oh wait, I have to go into radio right now. Are you Mark? Hi, Mark is here to get me to radio. We'll come back on the show right after this. I have to go do radio in Atlanta. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, we are back from radio at um, a sad hotel in Atlanta in Ari Findling's living room of this hotel. What do you What do you make of this place, Ari? This uh, it's got a real kind of uh, porn uh, vibe, like a real awkward uh, swingers party might take place in this living room. Right. It's this is a shitty hotel for sure. Like it's cheap. It's not good, but it's clean and. It's spacious because it's a type of like extended living situation. So it has a whole kitchen and it's not terrible. And I'm staying down the hall and um, there's construction going on. Uh, you thought that a uh, nail gun this morning was a mass shooting? Yeah, I mean, a nail gun sounds a lot like a, a real gun. And Andrew just started laughing at me when I kind of jumped and started to run a little bit. Did you really start to run? I like reared up and started to like move one way and Andrew's like it's a nail gun and I was like it sounds like a regular gun why am I I'm the bad person because I'm scared to die no you're so right I I tend to think that any men yelling might be mass shootings because I feel like anyone screaming or yelling usually like men if I hear an angry man like oftentimes I'll be at the gym and if there's like a sporting event on the tv and I'm not paying attention that there is a sporting event that people care about all of a sudden I'll hear men yell and my headphones will be in so I don't know what it is and I'm like oh there's a gym shooting happening and I kind of just like look at my calories and I go well I tried my best in this life and now it's over and I burned 262 calories today before I died that would be the worst to be murdered at a gym you're like I'm here because I want to live a life where I look better and I am better and I could have just been spending time um with my loved ones or something in this last moment a a place to shoot like to bring a gun because you could like put it in a bag like a yoga bag or something you can bring a bag anywhere and by the way you can open carry there was some guy that was just arrested recently because he was just open carrying which is the yeah yeah because he 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 had a whole like uh arsenal attached to his body that everyone could see which is legal it makes me so uncomfortable anytime i see like somebody with like a gun carrying it makes me so uncomfortable even uh um we were at a starbucks and saw a kid with a knife on his belt remember that andrew and his energy just screamed school shooter i mean that guy school stabber yeah stabber which honestly would be so annoying to get stabbed i've been stabbed and it's not fun 
Yeah, I um, st- stabbing has got to be one of the worst things. If you shoot to- someone, though, if you are a shooter, a gym is good because everyone's on a treadmill. Hey, don't give people ideas. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, not- I don't think we have any mass shooters listening to the podcast. But like, w- wait, why? Because everyone's on a treadmill, so it's like you're going to start running on the treadmill to try to get away from it, and before you know it, you're like, oh shit, I'm on a treadmill, I'm dead because you know. You know what? A lot of things you can hide behind. I don't think that would be a good. That wouldn't be ideal. I mean, I have been thinking about everywhere I go now. Like, where would I hide if this started happening? Not everywhere, but it's like it's occurred to me. Um, There, I actually was at a place the other day where mass shootings are becoming so frequent that I often mistake mass shootings for nail guns. Yeah. Yeah. When I got a guy opened fire and I just go, oh, no, it's a nail gun. And I was calm about it and was like, they're doing construction. That's how it's going to flip the other way now. Yeah. Is that people are just going to be like, oh, no, it's a nail gun. It's fireworks. And then they're like, oh, shit, we should have known. Yeah. My last words are going to be like, Ari, stop being a little bitch. It's just a nail gun. And then I'm going to get shot in the head. Yeah, that's the that's the risk you run. And I think, Ari, you probably struggle with this a lot because you seem to be like a nervous guy. Who, Like when we just saw a crane lift a dumpster three stories, right outside Ari's window at this hotel, there's this gigantic dumpster being lifted on top of the roof where construction is like they're removing the roof of this place. So they have to, I guess they're lifting a dumpster to the roof, but it's literally right outside our window. And Ari saw it and really jumped. I mean, it startled you in a way that we were just kind of like, oh, yeah, Crane is lifting a dumpster. That's what's happening. I just don't – like if I look out the window, you don't – you just don't expect to see something like that. So I'm like it has to be uh, you know, terrorism or somebody's like going to break into my – like I'd lock my uh, – I live in like a, a doorman building where I have like a key fob to get in my building now. Yeah. And I still lock – like triple lock the door even though like there's you can't get in the door right that's i lock my own bedroom door because if you get into if you break into my apartment at least there's another barrier for me to not get raped as as quickly you think that someone your first thing is that you you think that someone's gonna rape you and not murder you not just like well if someone's gonna murder me they'll probably throw in a rape really quickly because why it's like buying a pack of gum you know at the checkout counter at walgreens you go you know as as long as i'm here get a diet coke yeah yeah it's just like a um you know a last minute thing i remember one time um i i was i flew into denver early for some shows or i was supposed to fly into denver a day early because my best friend lives there and i was supposed to stay at her house Supposed to get in on a Wednesday. My I got I booked something, so I had to go in on Thursday the next day. But I was I changed my flight. I was supposed to arrive on Wednesday. She was going to be at work. I was going to take a Uber to her place and sleep the whole afternoon because I'd worked really hard that week. She was like, "Yeah, you can just crash at my house, and no one's going to be there." And I instead I had to ch- change it to Thursday. Thank God I did because she had a home invasion that day. Oh During the day. Two men broke into her house and stole a, went through all of her shit and stole everything. And, you know, it was mul- they they didn't catch the guys, but they determined it was multiple people. And I was like, if I would have been there, something would have happened to me. You know, like I would have probably been raped or tied up or murdered. Something would have happened. They don't just like let you. Maybe they would have seen me and run out or something. You would have been into the tying up thing, though, right? Yeah, at first I would have been, like, kind of turned on. Yeah. And then... Whoa, whoa, this is going too far. Even, you know, midway through the raping, I would have been... There would, I'm sure it would have gotten uncomfortable eventually. You, know you would have gotten mad when... I'm just kidding. If you've been raped, I don't mean to make light of it. I'm sorry. 
when that kind of stepped on my chest. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, you would only be mad when they, like, you know, took your makeup. <laughs> like, like, once they, like, finally <laughs> steal something that you... Oh, God. <laughs> I just want that, please. <laughs> no, but I, I said that to uh, Tom Takar. He was opening for me that weekend, and I was like, oh, my God, I could have been raped yesterday. And he was like... Well, they probably just, like, wanted to, like, steal some stuff. They probably weren't there to rape. And I was like, you think t- two criminals are going to wander on a hot babe sleeping? And, well, I didn't look that good. But, like, I mean, I just feel like they would have also... Th- I was almost insulted that he thought that I wouldn't have been raped. Yeah, because you want... Not not that you want to, but you want the option that somebody would want that, that you look good enough. Yeah. I know. No, I, I do a bit about it, but I'm I was dating a guy, and we were FaceTiming one time. And I was getting off the phone because I had to go for a run because it was getting dark outside pretty soon. I was like, I got to go. It's getting dark. And he's like, yeah, you should go. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, you are, you're pretty rapeable. And I like blushed. I, so I blushed. I, I was so like, much. I was flattered because it was the nicest thing he had ever said to me. Yeah, well, we, this guy and I had hooked up and he had never acknowledged that I was attractive. We just had, I think I just threw myself at him. But he had never once said like, you're pretty, you're anything. He might have just met your weak. What do you mean? Like, not that you're attractive. Oh, rapeable being like you're like it would be easy to overpower you. Oh my god! It might not even be about your looks at all. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. But have you ever? Um, do are you a good complimenter, Ari, to your wife? Yes, but I'm not good at taking. I'm very bad at taking compliments. But I my I probably tell my wife that I love her. I don't know, thirty times a day. That's not a compliment. Okay, I tell my coming wife from that. you. Okay, I tell my. <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but I say other things too, like what, what you about her look. I mean, like some girls don't need compliments about their looks. They truly are like, yeah, I got it. I'm fine. I'm secure enough. I don't need to hear that I'm pretty every two seconds. I, however, would like that. I tell my wife that she's very, uh, like, she's very. This is going to sound bad, and I'm, you're going to yell at me for saying it, but I tell her that she's very cute because she is very cute. That's Cute is so nice because yeah. that's – you can accept cute even when you don't – when I look like shit and someone's like, you're hot, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. But you can – I can be without makeup and like look like crap, and if someone's like, you're cute, I'll be like, okay, that's more of like my personality. Like it's, a, it's flattering. Yeah, like she thought when she got pregnant that she was going to be like a fat lard. Like she always like – that's what she thought before she went into pregnant, and she hasn't – she's like just like – here and in her the front fa- in the front her face is like looks completely uh normal, normal. and uh, uh the maid is here one second everyone while ari answers the door and tells them ari but she doesn't need to come back what do you need to clean no one needs maid services every day yeah you just do like a bed I, don't need I like a nice bed coming back, having it made for me. Yeah, I, I don't like, I don't want them to have to do it. I just feel like they're not being paid enough. I, if I was a maid, I would be so grateful when people were like, no, I don't, I've never cleaned a hotel before and been a maid, but I've got to guess that when they get a floor and there's a bunch of hangers on the doors that yeah. say no service today, they must be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, I don't need her to come back, but I thought maybe she, want, I don't know, maybe she likes to clean. There's no way that anyone likes to clean. I guess that's true because a lot of times when I have a show and it'll get canceled, I'll be like, oh, God. Yes, it's only good. I remember I used to waitress and every time a customer would walk in, I'd go, no. And it's literally the only way I'm making money is by customers. Where were you a waitress? I was a waitress at Aladdin Cafe in Lawrence, Kansas and at um, California Pizza Kitchen in St. Louis, Missouri. 
But it's possible that if they don't clean, then they're off, and then they don't get the money for the day. So maybe they want to clean to just make that money. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, well, if you're if you've ever been a maid at a hotel, will you tweet at me and let or, me know what the feeling Blue is? Blue Crush. <laughs> Have you ever seen Blue? What's Crush? Blue Crush? The surfer movie where she's a maid. Yeah. Oh, she's a maid. Oh, she's so hot. oh my god. She has one you know, blue dude, one you guys. You guys just both like came at the even mention of Kate Bodsworth's name. I know what my cum face looks like. It's way worse. Oh my god! So Have you ever seen it before? My cum face? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I film myself every time I uh, come. Yeah, I mean Let you're me always your you're always on Facetime. Is that really what you think you look like? I uh, no bullshit. You know how like in. Trainwreck when Cena is having sex with Amy, he's like, yeah. They make fun of how he comes, like that's like the joke. Yes, that's how I come. Whoa, yeah. did you feel and so I, seen? Yes, and my literally where I mean we saw it together. Yeah, yeah. and me, Andrew, and my I've wife saw it, and my wife looked at me, and I was like, it's not funny that they're. This is the joke of the scene, and oh this is how I have God. said. Um, what's yours like, Andrew? I've never seen it. I haven't come in years. All right, go into the bathroom. Do you have an, a feeling of what it might look like? It probably looks like a sad, divorced man, stepdad, that whose kids don't talk to him. <laughs> I don't make a lot of noise. I'm very quiet. I'm too quiet. I'm oh, like, God, I hate quiet I'm sex. So, and then every once in a while, I go, that feels good. Oh, that feels good. You're, you feel good. I choke, though. I've been a big choker. These days. What does that mean? I choke her. Well, that doesn't. That's not a sound that you make. We're not talking about oh, that. Okay. You're just trying to throw in things Sorry. that make you good and bad. That, yeah. I, but no one was asking I for that. Play Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do you have a sex song? Do I have a sex song? Yeah. What's do. Wait, do you? Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Do you? What? How often do you put that on? Oh, thinking about are you? Are you young and wild and free? Wait a second. That is a song. How many times have you had sex to that song? Is that like a I've had sex 200 times, so I don't know, 200? <laughs> do you always put on music to have no. sex with your wife? No. But I do like sensu- sensual sex. You Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you, I hate, uh, the, it makes me uncomfortable, but, um, wait, Ari, what do you mean you no, love sensual come sex? Come on, push the judgment out. Don't, I, wanna, I'm, I, I can take I'm it. Going, I'm going to, I just like want more candles? details. I don't like candles. I like, uh... Eye contact? Uh, no. I let me rephrase. I like, uh, like rough sex. But oh, since I've been in the relationship with my wife, she likes sensual sex, and I'm moving more towards that. Oh, what does that entail? You're not coming in two minutes. No, that it's there's a lot of foreplay. I like I like uh like rom com walking into a room, ripping each other's clothes off. Insertion right away. Right away. And she likes four to five hours of foreplay. No way. How much foreplay does she She does she like? She likes Hold on. Maybe ten minutes. Okay. And what what kind of foreplay is she into? Does does she care if I'm asking these questions? I don't want to be infringing. She likes a lot of like Light, Gentle touches. Light touching, yes. Okay, so you need to caress her body um, lightly, and she does, is she touching you? Um, after maybe five minutes in, she likes a lot of, of the erogenous zones. Okay, so when you guys have sex, do you just come on to her, or is it planned? Uh, 80% is me coming on to her. 20% is... 
planned. Okay, so she's never the one to initiate. Um, I mean, some of the, not the majority of. The yeah, time. not now. She's eight months pregnant, no, so no. it's been a while since that's happened. Yeah, I mean, when we were trying to have a kid, she was like a fucking. It was uh, aggressive. How much it was like one time I had three spots and I came back in between both of the spots to have sex. Whoa! And it was a lot. God. I yeah, I that's feel, people like, say. This is what being a woman is like. It's a nightmare. Yeah, people say that when the, the, a woman's trying for a kid, it's always like the sex is just it almost ruins sex for it's men. It's not fun. Yeah. Um. And what is your favorite kind of like what What do you do to who comes on to who in your situation? It's honestly usually ninety five percent her coming on to me. Right. Because I'm lazy, and uh, I don't know. I'm just not that sexual because of the drugs. But I. How does she come on to you? She gets on top of me. She'll rub her vagina on my leg. But like you'll be watching TV? Like a dog. She'll just throw her vagina on my thigh. I'll be like, all right, here we go. It's go time. She'll get on top. Naked? Uh, Naked or in like little short shorts. It's pretty nice. And then, uh, yeah, no. I mean, then we have sex. It's usually... uh, she blows me for a little bit, and then she gets on top, and then I'll get on top, and then I'll run out of breath, and then he'll be over in about right. 15 minutes. Okay. But but I, I really, huh? I hate a blowjob. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hate. Ari Finling, say it again. I hate blowjobs. Your wife isn't good at them. She doesn't do them. She's not good at them. She doesn't do them, but I've hated them well before her. Okay. And she's only not – and let me just say this to Mrs. Finling. Uh, you're only not – if you're listening, you're only not good at it because you don't do it enough. And that's the only way to get good at blowjobs. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm like her. I'm not that great at them because I haven't done them enough. Um, why don't you like blowjobs? Because – and Andrew and I talk about this a lot um, when we're both naked. <laughs> no. Uh, I like a lot of pressure. And yes. put that much pressure – on, from someone's mouth onto a penis, you either need to be fucking Joey Chestnut or Kobayashi or somebody, or you need to like literally clamp down with your teeth. Okay, well then maybe that's what you need. I but to ask that of somebody is it's not, not too much. Girl, this is the thing to all the girls that are listening. Don't worry about it. Okay. To all the to all the girls that are listening. Um, we we are so worried of hurting you because we think dicks are so sensitive because our ho- we grow up and we see you guys get like gent like a ball a baseball hit you in the nuts and you're like ah! that's, the, that's the nuts that's not the I know dick. but we don't understand yeah. all the what goes on in there so we are we tend to be more gentle with them until we know to go harder so you got to tell us what rough you want it yeah. rough it up okay yeah rough is but also it's partly on us because our dicks at least I'll speak for my dick. But I think Ari has a similar penis. No, speak, please speak for my dick. I'll, I'll please speak, speak for my dick. Okay. As Ari's dick. It's not – we don't have the thickest cocks in the world, right? You don't have the thickest. You don't have a real thick cock. So the pressure, it's partly on us. Like we'd have more pressure from a mouth if our dicks were wider. Same with the vagina. That's no, not that's it. not it. That's not it. No, I really don't think that's it at all. No, it's, it's just that you like you like pressure because you have been jerking your dick off yeah. so hard for. So I would long agree rock. with you that um, I also for a really long time didn't like oral sex because it was too soft. It's like whatever you're doing down there with your tongue or like it. It's just like it. It doesn't. I need so much pressure down there. Like I need it very like. I say it as a joke, but I have been fingered before, and the, the guy's like, "Am I hurting you?" And I'm like, "I don't feel that. That and is you, nothing to me. I like need a shop vac. 
I need, uh, yeah, and then when the woman, I, when I found out about the womanizer, which sucks your clit, that is an, that, for whatever reason, the outward pressure is, like, sucking, because a lot of times guys are, like, pushing, you know, like, they're, like, with their tongues, they're pushing on your yeah. clit, they're not sucking your clit, and that, for whatever reason, makes oral sex a lot better than whatever you were doing before, and then oftentimes, I would just only be able to, like, Oral sex, I would just need the guy to just, like, shove his face in it very, very hard to the point where it would, like, hurt too much for them to yeah. do it. So you, I get the pressure thing. When you have an orgasm from a ton of pressure, do you uh, – are you very sensitive afterwards and you don't want to be touched there? Yes. Why is that? Because when you come, like, all – I think all the blood rushes down there and then you're just too – it's just too. I don't know. I don't know. This shit in your brain. You release. Uh, I don't remember what in your brain, but all the shit gets released in your brain when you come really hard, and you just like don't need any. Like you're not even physically there. Yeah, I I think it's so funny after guys come like how sensitive their penises are. Like they were just like jamming it in you, and then you, know what I you even touch it <laughs> slightly, <laughs> and it's just like I I love that so much. Suddenly you become these like gentle gentle creatures. Yeah, after a blowjob and you and you have an orgasm and then she keeps like going. I hate the keep going. Some guys are like, she keeps sucking after you nut. It's great. I fucking hate that. Yeah, yeah. it's I've so uncomfortable. Go, I've tried to go back to back, straight through, without stopping. And I swear to God, I almost died. <laughs> I swear, my fucking blood pressure dropped. Because it's like, it takes... you were hard. I you were had har- sex. I was having sex. Yeah. I was hard. Hard, fucking so hard. I was yeah, fucking hard. so fucking hard. gross. Hard so hard. You, so you, you guys, their faces are getting so close together. They're gonna about to kiss. <laughs> How hard were you? Though? And I tried to go straight through to uh-huh. having another orgasm, and it, I almost died. Like all the blood from my heart had to leave my heart and go to my dick to keep it erect, like it was a, like on its, like a building about to fall down. And I had to like stop. And I don't think I, I think I called out from work the day after. What? Yeah. In fairness, he doesn't want to work. He doesn't like working. He works out. Ah, that is – you really thought you were going to die. Yeah. Because I, I – some – I know – maybe some guys are lying. But they say that they can go straight through. I don't understand how it's possible. So straight through, you can come and then come again, start having sex right away? Hard. No, you keep having sex. You don't stop. Because you are still kind of hard after sex. After you come, you're a little bit hard. So you just keep that hardness and you do it again? I mean, not me. Yeah. I'm like – I feel like most guys get pretty flaccid right after. I haven't had – Morning wood in twenty years. <laughs> well, that's because you have you come in your sleep. Yeah, I have wet dreams. Yeah, I, do you I still know. have wet dreams? Yeah, I, had, I told you I had a wet dream on a cross country flight two months ago. Oh, <laughs> 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 At what point in the flight? Three hours in, and I was in the fucking middle seat, and it was a dude, cup. dude. What were you? you but in your sleep, does that mean you were like, <laughs> like you came? Yeah, I the the punchline is I don't know what they saw. But I know what it felt like. <laughs> Wait, time out. Time out. Oh my god! Yeah, were, you, were your pants ruined? Of course. There's a huge. It was a huge. Fu- I was wearing like khaki pants. Oh, khaki. Wait, Ari, did, when you woke up, what did you do? Did, did they know? So the guy next to me, like, kept pretending to be asleep. It was on a uh, red eye, and he kept pretending to be asleep. But I knew that he knew, and I so I, he wouldn't like wouldn't get up. So I had to crawl over to him. I went into the overhead, got another pair of Wait, pants. Why he get up? Because it was a it's a red eye flight. So he was like pretending to be asleep. Oh. But I know that he heard me. Oh, so it was dark. It was dark in the cabin. Sure, but okay. What does that matter? 
No, we can, if it's a 3 p.m. come in the pants and bright sunlight, it's different. I wonder if you could be arrested for coming in your sleep. Like, you weren't. I mean, it's I guess you could be arrested excuse. for murdering someone in your sleep. Like, you could be like, oh, I have a sleep murder. Like, oh, like I could, it's a, like a sexual crime? I mean, I mean if there is a guy that comes next to you on the plane, now you could. Me, now you're really making me I'm cr- bad. Yeah. I mean, it's a criminal. Like, yeah. that. I mean, what the fuck? You didn't mean to, but I'm just saying, if I saw a guy mm-hmm. and he. Because there was one time I was on a flight and a guy had his hand down his pants just for, like, comfort. Like, I think his hands were cold. I've seen guys do this yeah. where they put their hands, like, down their pants to keep them warm. It was freezing on this flight. But he. And then he started rubbing. Like, I could see his hands. He was sleeping and he was just shifting. It was rubbing. And I filmed him and everyone was like, you shouldn't film that guy that's breaking his privacy. I'm like, He's disgusting yeah, but touching was, himself, but he was in his sleep, and I was still disgusted and uncomfortable with it. And it was Andrew, and he was sitting next to you. So. <laughs> no, I don't let him sit next to me. Are you kidding? On a plane? <laughs> I didn't think that I was – I mean, I know that I'm a disgusting person just because I'm a 32-year-old man still having wet dreams, but now I – Do you remember what you were dreaming about? Uh, I have – usually my wet dreams, I'm doing like a, a reverse gangbang situation where it's like 15 or 20 women and just me. Whoa, do those even exist, like, in porn? Yeah, you gotta Google reverse gangbang. Reverse gangbang? Yeah. And a bunch of women are just, like, doing stuff to one guy. Are you in a a bear hat? Have you ever seen those porns? Yeah, the 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 dancing bears. What? So these dancing bears, these guys come out with with bear, uh, like a mascot head. And they just go around and have, like, literally 95 women in a hall, like a dance hall, just blow them. They put and they just, yeah, they put, and it turns me on so much. I don't know why, dude. I go nuts. I mean, that's the idea of, like, a gangbang is that all, I always say it's almost feminist. It's like all of these guys want you. You're, like, the queen of, the, like, that's, we're all narcissists. That's it. We want everyone to like us. It's almost, I bet uh, a I lot of comedians like, like yeah. reverse gangbangs and gangbangs. I oh. bet it is because it's just like everyone's paying attention to you. Everyone wants you. They're all fighting to get to you. It's um, it makes a lot of sense. And then you have the bear hat on, so then it doesn't. You're anonymous. Yeah, you're no one has to look at your ugly face. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry I said that as I was looking at your face, but yeah. No, it's fine. Keep going. Let's get to Monday's show. Claire Parker, Sarah Armour, Armour on the show uh, talking about friendship fights. Uh, this is Monday's show. Check it out. If I have a fight with a girlfriend, it's it's usually like brewing for a while. It's brewing and we need a break because yeah. it is kind of like when you when you have real girlfriends, it is yes. sort of intimate well, like I relationship. I really believe that like female friendship isn't given its due in society and like every high school movie is about like the importance of your boyfriend in high school and I look back and I had a boyfriend all four years and I don't ever think about him when I look back at high school it's like the girls. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm I really, obsessed with my girlfriends. And like obsessed. it really like forms who you are like in either you're trying to be like them or you're trying to not be like I just feel like nobody talks about like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was the last time I finally was like yeah this is important and so I feel like <sighs> I'm trying to I I was in a group chat that exploded and it took a year to get back from and it was that I mean it's that thing where you'll talk about something important to you and then nobody answers and then someone puts a meme and oh, you're yeah. like oh everybody has time to answer a meme but nobody can talk about like my mom's cancer like how could that be possible totally. right. and it's just so you get your feelings hurt and so like I had to leave a group chat just to save the individual individual friendships 100%. and it's like I just feel like there needs to be a place where we're talking about what happens when you fight with your female friends and then we work together like I feel like there's a lot of women in the podcast like girls gotta eat you like what happens when you have a fight with a woman that's like your business partner but there's no HR it's like a tricky yeah yeah. I mean I had a show on MTV with Sarah Schaefer and we would butt heads sometimes and then I and then um, Anya like my girlfriend fights are always just 
it's so emo- it's it's hard because I respect my girlfriends more yes. than my guy friends. I guess my guy friends, I feel like I'm just like we don't have this deep connection because you're a man and you can't really ever relate to me in a, a way that my my girlfriends are just ride or like I just feel like they're they're more permanent in my life yes. than any of my guy friends. Like my guy friends will come and go because they'll get girlfriends, they'll get married. My girlfriends are just gonna be there till death probably, mm-hmm. and so but I think that's. Th- part of the problem a little bit yeah. only in that there's number one this high expectation of like long-term togetherness not that there shouldn't be but that is when you're like you're my ride or die right the minute someone's like I'm actually I'm getting married and I'm moving to St. Louis it's like oh yeah well then all of a sudden it's different well, that I have that problem where for a while I like I stopped having a boyfriend and I feel like when I became single I made real friends for the first time yeah. and then I like found myself through my friends and then when my friends all got boyfriends I was like I thought we were in this together and I, I, I literally felt like they were cheating I was like what yes. do you mean you're moving in with him I'm your friend. You don't need a boyfriend. Yeah. You have me. I'll finger you. I don't care. But then and they'll break up eventually and you'll yeah. need you'll be needed again. I just got so mine it back. just comes and goes. <laughs> but the yeah. problem is like with the women stuff, I think it's the I think the issue is that like it's I think it goes of course it goes back to the mother. But I think it does go back to like a, the mother and the relationship that we have with the mother where there's this like it, I mean we were born out of women and so as a woman there is this sense of um enmeshment I think with all women like I feel like I can re- even if it's not true, I feel like I can relate to all mm-hmm. women and that we all are kind of on the same team and we are one. So when I feel misunderstood or when I feel slighted or a boundary has been crossed, because the boundaries are so, I think, um, blurry anyway between yeah. really close female friends mm-hmm. that not only sometimes when there is an issue, it comes as like it feels like a punch in the stomach. It feels like a shock because we feel so safe. We feel mm-hmm. so one. Well, we feel I was so the say, same. Yeah. I feel like women take the time to get to know each other. And that's the difference between your male friends. And your, like my female friends like get who I am yeah. at a true identity level. And yeah. so then when you fight, I feel like I know what I'm guilty of is I can cut back at somebody. Like they don't even realize like they pull a trigger with me and I come at them and I like decimate their whole sense of self. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, in yeah, your chart. You know it's in so your chart. Because I know them so well. And I like come back and the things I snap with and my friends go, you out of nowhere will say things that like you go for the jugular, me, and I and I don't mean to. It's just like it's like why I'm in common is because I can say something and get to the heart of like I like rip people apart by accident with five words. I also feel like I keep my male friends at an arm's length because I don't want them to ever be romantically interested in me. So there's a, there's a depth there that I won't mm-hmm. ever get to with them. Not because I'm like they're gonna fall in love with me, but I just don't even want to risk it getting that close whereas with women I can be I can touch them I can be close to them I can lean on them I can cry with them I can hold them I wouldn't do that with like Andrew Collin no even though he's capable of being that kind of friend to me probably I would never go there with him because he's a man and I don't like it just does I don't feel comfortable doing that but with and that's what frustrates me about my male friendships is especially with Andrew is that everyone's like are you guys having sex how are you not how do you not love each other all this stuff and it's like well with Anya when I post pictures with Anya is everyone going you guys are in love why aren't you guys fucking it's like we could we could very much fuck me and Anya we both she's been she's done some girl stuff before I've been into girls before but no one's calling us on that and I feel but I also feel like we are as I'm much closer to my female friends than do my the psychological friends. work. I almost feel like as a woman, because I, I feel see, comfortable getting that close. My guy friends are a nice like break from like with my female friends. They're always like they like push me and question yeah. me when I'm like, oh, I'm dating this guy and it's fine. And they're like, why are you settling? You know what I mean? Like they will like do the work with me and like make me really look at my choices, my life, and like get in it. Whereas and then I go hang out with my guy friends. We're all like oh, farting stupid. <laughs> and your guy friends do kind of want to fuck you. 
That was Monday's show. We're still back in um, Ari's hotel room on a couch in between two um, two openers. Andrew Collin, Ari Finling. This is my new web series, Between Two Openers. Um, we were just talking about um, if any of us have ever jerked off on a plane. Oh. Ari? No, not a plane. In a car, for sure. And I did it at an amusement park once. What, why? I was horny. But like, what were were you with people? No, I think I was maybe. I think I was really young. I was like eleven years old or something. And you just peeled off from your family and just yeah. went into a bathroom. Yeah. I once got um, fingered to completion on a the log log ride, log the log flume. Like Hell I was, yeah. it was so hot. I just remembered it as you were saying that. I went to Six Flags with my ex boyfriend, and he fingered me on the log flume, and it was so erotic. I think there were like people behind us on it. You know, like. They probably couldn't tell, or they could. He also fingered me on Splash Mountain. He fingered me on the haunted. Um, anytime we would go to amusement park, and it's like uh, the haunted Disney ride where you're like going through a. Th- oh, it was so hot. Do you have the pictures? I, I I I actually showed it on my show, Not Safe, the debut episode. I was talking about how like I've always been fascinated by sex and like <laughs> turned on by. Like, I remember the day my vagina, like, turned on as a kid where I was like, whoa, why am I feeling things down there? And it was the scene in Fear where he fingers her on a roller coaster. And I was like, so I recreated it. And I have a picture of him fingering me as we go down Splash Mountain. And you can't see him fingering me, but, like, it's happening at that moment. And I look pretty excited. What about you? What's the weirdest place you've jerked off? On a school bus. When I was like, when you were driving, yeah. <laughs> when you were driving, yeah. Are you some of your driving? Yeah, I was driving. It yeah. was no. When I was in Florida, I was like twelve or thirteen. I was the last person on the bus, and I just remember uh, I had about twenty minutes between Port St. Lucie and Stewart, Florida, and I started jerking off, and I had no, I didn't have anything to clean up, so I just wiped it. I remember the bus driver looking at him because, and he had his blue eyes and the mirror just staring at me and that's what i think i came to it's just this old eyes oh my god i didn't know what to do with the cum so i just wiped it on the seat and if you remember the old left that just smeared green there's there's nowhere to even tuck it i mean those seats had nothing to hide cum in no it was it was a it was an absolute somehow the cum tripled the more i tried to wipe like i can't imagine how disgusting your bedroom is like the amount of just fluids on the wall wiped on the wall things if you took a black light in his bedroom we should do a a, we should film it no way there's so much i mean it's bad dude there's cum socks cum sheets cum walls i socks why i i've never came in a sock once because a sock is already dirty and it's on your floor and you know it's not going to do anything until it goes to the laundry so why wouldn't you pick up a sock and just come in the fucking sock you can't wear the sock again yes you can it gets washed. Why? What do you also, mean? I'm not putting the sock over my. I don't put my sock in a cock. I did grab you, the sock after I come and then use it right. as a napkin. Or well, what did you do with the pants that you came in on the plane? Wore those again? Exactly. <laughs> and that takes us into Tuesday's show. In studio, Alex Edelman, Andrew Collin, Anya Marina. Uh, Andrew uh, lost my key this week to my uh, apartment. And uh, we get into that. This is Tuesday's show. Alex Edelman, Andrew Collin, Anya, Marina. Enjoy it. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Andrew. How are you? Not good. I know, dude. It's, it's a okay. bad thing. It I is lost a bad some thing. key. I know. That we can know only you be lost... made in like some factory 
in the middle Some of Yemen. Kid. By the way, because Nikki Yemen. Is, I don't know. Somewhere God, nice. You can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't even make a joke about what you did wrong right. <laughs> and perfect. I thought about that. I wrote that in the train too. Yemen. Yeah. Whatever. How do you spell Yemen? And what are you even talking about? Are you <laughs> trying to say Yemen? I think it's oh. in the Sudan. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, man, like a Jamaica shirt. Yeah, I'm on. Hey, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm trying not to be mad at you. <laughs> okay, look, this is the thing. I'm not mad at you because mistakes happen. I'm not mad at anyone this morning. I wasn't mad at Jacqueline Novak for canceling. I was just like, I don't care, girl, because I've canceled before and yeah. I don't want to. What are you Why giving me that cancel? for? What was Jacqueline's excuse for canceling? I think depression, oh. which I get more than anything. I think mm. she just woke up and was like, I don't feel like being on today. And I'm like, Dude, I told her, I was like, I appreciate you canceling because I want to do that shit all the time. And I do do that stuff. Is- and I would I would like people to be as kind as I was to her. That's nice. And forgiving, because I don't care. I mean, like, yeah. you just have Andrew come in. <laughs> he's he's going to get away to- from Yemen. Ah, yeah. Andrew, America's backup choice. Oh, my God. I mean, truly. <laughs> I'm so sad right he's- now. No, I, I tried real about- hard. Give me a break. Know? I love how you offered Nikki your keys as if that was going to no, no, solve th- the problem. No, no, her keys on here. So, you see this key? <laughs> yeah. You see that? This isn't a real key. This is a, someone that got too successful. It and does she's look way like above a us, and no one else can ever get this key. Yeah, I gave you an extra one, yeah. and you put it on a fucking bench when yeah. you got. Because you're a 39 year old man who had to go jump into a fountain and make a viral video. Man, I am so excited about what happened this weekend because Andrew posted a video of him like, t- f- like flailing around in a fountain <laughs> on Saturday. Was it Saturday or Sunday? It was uh, Saturday. Saturday, okay. So he and his girlfriend no, Sunday, were like hanging Sunday. out. It was a Sunday. I knew yeah. this. Oh, it was Sunday because yeah. you and your girlfriend were near my apartment, mm-hmm. like in the area, and I was coming back from wherever I was this past Kansas City. I was flying back, and he was. I was like, I get back at four, and he was like, Well, um, Sarah and I are down there. Maybe we'll hang out and and stop by. And I was like, Great. And then I saw on Instagram that he had gone into a fountain. The Wash Square Fountain. Have you seen this fountain? Yeah, we've seen it. I have one to, I went to NYU. Nikki hates water. Well, you missed a bunch of it, but Nikki <laughs> oh, really yeah. hates water. She hates showers. She likes swimming. She hates baths. She hates the ocean. I, hate, I do hate swimming. I don't have any fun in a pool. I've seen you do a flip. What do you mean? You've done a front flip into a pool. Right. A backflip. I do backflips. People seem... You can't do that on land. She enjoyed being in the air long if, if <laughs> more Nick- than in the air. No, I just yeah, yeah. I enjoy flipping into pools, but once I get in the pool, I just want to like get out and start my life. Nikki, if we out sent of away context, your... Nikki Glazer. I hope you were listening to that. That's a great line. <laughs> if we sent Nikki's oh, Nikki's DNA away to twenty three of me, it would come back two percent wicked witch because <laughs> yeah. she cannot do rain. <laughs> cannot do one. No. <laughs> I love. I used to love the water. I was a swimmer for years, but I just don't care anymore unless I have something to do in the water. Like swim a lap. I'm not gonna get in the water. I'm I not a child. That. What am I gonna pretend I'm a mermaid? <laughs> you're, you're... Children enjoy the water. You are an adult. What are you doing Let in me there? Let me tell you why this is devastating to me. Because I've learned more from more than any other comedian. I've I've learned from Nikki Glazer mindfulness. And my number one mindfulness time is in the shower. shower. Nikki's like, I don't have time for mindfulness <laughs> in the shower. I need no. to be near my yeah. phone yeah. so I can get on my Sam Harris podcast yep. and have mindfulness there. Yep. He brings up an interesting point. Uh, Nikki broke up, or a long time ago, Nikki went through a breakup, and her boyfriend had one of the. Mo- he was like kind of a boy, uh, a robot, slight emotional robot, and had the one peak in his emotional life in seven years was in a shower. Oh, where yeah. he wept and he, he told me that yeah that was he, like the hottest thing to me ever is that he because I just never th- feel like he struggles during our breakups because we've had so many and I've always felt like. 
he just isn't that sad. Like, we're going through one now, I guess. I don't know that he oh, knows boy. that, but, like, he, I'm done. Oh, boy. And I've been very clear about it to everyone that I talk to, but I don't know that. I feel like he knows. He's in Yemen. I think he knows. But his, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> his brother told me this weekend, he was like, oh, that's why we haven't heard from him. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, because you guys are, you're broken up. And I go, why wouldn't you hear from him? And he's like, because he gets sad. And I was like. But he broke up with me, kind of. I want to be with him, and he can't be there. So I was the one to be like, bye. And he goes, but he's still sad. And I'm like, I don't see your brother that way. He just doesn't. But the one time, yeah, Chris said that he leaned against the shower with his hand and just, like, <laughs> just was- just sighed deeply. Like, he told me that he had a moment in the shower, and I always was like, that's the fucking hottest thing ever is my, <laughs> boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend that's crying that's in how- the shower about me. That's how certain oh manly God. men cry. That manly men, <sighs> not in the shower, but just in water that washes the tears away instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. so you don't even like, know like, if they cry. So you can't tell like, which is which. Exactly. Yeah. Like Rucker Hauer and Blade Runner, that monologue oh. that he... That that he gives at the end, he's like gone, like tears in the rain. Like that is how your boyfriend cries. Yeah. Like, just, tears in the rain, just gone instantaneously, <laughs> washed down the drain, never I seen was again. So turned on when I saw my ex boyfriend cry once, like so turned on that it made me almost feel like I was living inside a joke. You know, when like men are like, she cried, and I got a boner. Like I was living in some kind of cliche. Mm-hmm. Thing when did he I, cry? That time in the shower in front of you? No, he like he really broke down in front of me one time, um, and it was so hot, and I think <laughs> I blew him in that conference room, like right after <laughs> he was crying. Room. Wait, it was a crying at room. work. We were at work. His we used to work together. <laughs> was the whole team there? No, we were. It was it was a bad. It was like something I did, and he was really upset about it. But it, he like accepted it. Because I wasn't wrong, and was he gave me the option to make was a decision. Was it that day you made penises in dioramas? No, this was before the show started, and mm. I didn't do something that I was supposed to do. But I also had a right not to do it because he was like, "Listen, I want it this way, but it's your decision because it's your show." And I go, "Okay, well then I decide that way." And he was like very upset about it because it was a personal issue to him and he cried and then I was like I didn't know you cared this much let's do it your way I don't care and take out your dick because (laughs) that was the hottest thing I've ever seen that you (laughs) cried so hard all right we're back still in Ari Findling's hotel room in Atlanta I'm in a much better mood than I was before listen I just had to laugh with a couple dudes on a couch for a little bit and then my mood has been elevated and they didn't hear that part yeah, I know. We we recorded a whole section of the podcast where um, it didn't. It, <laughs> where you gave it, your resignation? I gave. I pretty much resigned from comedy. I think, and and, and it got it accidentally got erased because I went and checked my Uber rating, and when I opened another app on my phone, the recording thing stopped. So we recorded about twenty five minutes of me saying that I want to quit comedy. So I I'm glad that you guys didn't hear that because it reminds I'm so me of better. Costanza. Yeah, when he quit when he. When he quits and he comes back the next day and he's like, "No, I never quit." It's yeah, Larry yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. Um, I <laughs> listen. Everything I said before still stands. Oh, shit. It's not. I don't feel good about this weekend. I really need people to come to shows in Atlanta to like get me my faith back in the road because. The problem is people want to come see me. There are people in Atlanta right now who don't know I'm here that would go to shows, but they don't know I'm here. So I don't know how to get the word out. I can't keep making these little Instagram. It takes really a long time for me to make a poster on Instagram and write Atlanta on it and then post it. And like just getting the word out is exhausting. And I pay a press team $3,000 a month to do press for me. And what did I do this morning? 1 a.m. radio station. I'm about to go to TV. I'm not wearing makeup. 
That's not going to get anyone at the show. Um, and uh, listen to me. I'm getting depressed again. Guys, let's talk about coming. Mm, I need to do that. That's what I need to do. It's it's. I tried yesterday. It just wasn't going to happen. My After the did show? you bring it? No, before the show. Like, um, I had a couple hours in you my. Said you pack light. Did you bring your womanizer? I always bring my womanizer. How yeah. big is it? It's it's light. It's lightweight. It's like very so small. Oh. It looks like an ear thermometer. Uh, one of those ones that you stick in your ear. Do and, they make or like a tire. Guys? Check the tire pressure. Oh, yeah. they make. Do they make it for guys? No, because your clit is so small. Like, I mean, yes, they do have a thing called an auto blow that I had on my show Not Safe as well yeah. that we gave to Jim Jeffries, and he used it and, like, gave a review of it. And he – it's this thing you put – it looks like a thermos, and you put it over your dick, and it sucks it. Did you see those that – in Japan, they're, like, those machines that are, like – Secreting come out of guys because they're too scared when they're donating sperm. Oh, it's like a machine. Yeah. Oh my god! How much did you I want, want that? So bad. I because want you're porn. You're into milking tables. Yeah, milking tables. Okay, and can you describe what that is for our listeners? I know what it is just because my porn searches often like show me weird, weird shit. Like, <laughs> hey, if you liked this, maybe you like this. And it's I don't suck the milkman's dick. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So a milking table. Well. <laughs> So I'll give you the evolution. I'm big into massage porn. I like a good- This is Ari Findling, by the way. Comedian Ari Findling. A-H-R-I Findling. <laughs> I don't need to spell that. People get it. People get it. So I start – I like massage porn. Just a nice – you know, they put that like weird oil, Neuro. the Nuru massage. Yeah. And then, you know, again, porns, they know they know uh, people and they have the algorithm and they say, if you like this, you like that. And then that showed me milking tables, which starts as a massage. But then there's a – so it's just like a big massage table with a giant hole. A like glory this, hole that your dick hangs through. Imagine you're laying on like on a cornhole board, you know? Yes. With your dick through it. And then they go underneath it and they milk it like it's an udder. And that's that makes sense for you because you need a lot of pressure. You want it to be like very like a lot. That's gonna give you the amount of pressure you want. Yeah, because gravity is working on in your favor. But these are two women that are just b- beneath a table, like kind of crisscross applesauce. Like two women, that would be great. Oh, so it's one woman down there, and she's just like woman, guy, goat, the, it whatever. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a, and you don't have to see them. Yeah. Your head is in the, the like your eyes are c- closed because you're just laying there, yeah. getting it. Yeah. And you don't have to do any work. You don't have to do anything. There's a nice bucket underneath. I don't know if there's a bucket. Yeah. I mean, her mouth. Don't call it that. That's how they make the Impossible Burger. What? With the milk from... (laughs) Oh, God. That just... That was... was, Dude, Andrew Collin just called back a joke that was made on my radio appearance this morning (laughs) that you guys weren't involved in whatsoever. God... And with that, let's get into Wednesday's show. Whitney Cummings. Oh, my God. This was such a star-studded show this week. Um, Whitney Cummings, Andrew Collin, Anya Marina. Um, Whitney was in telling us um, about the book that we talk about a lot on this podcast and on my radio show. It's called Getting To I Do. It is a book about how to find a man and make him commit to you. And I got the idea of reading the book from Whitney Cummings, who told me that she read it and it changed everything for her. And I told Anya Marina about the book. I told Noah, my producer, about the book. And everyone's reading the book. You've heard me talk about it ad nauseum. And here's us talking about it with the girl who originally recommended it to me, Whitney Cummings. 
I mean, it's a lot of pretending. I have to be honest. It's a lot of like. beta. You got a fake beta. You do sometimes. Like, it's just, we're so entitled (laughs) at this point. We're like, I want to be able to behave however I want, and everyone has to just handle it. Like, we're such big babies. Like, it's. And I'm not the relationship takes work person. I know it does, but I don't like just. I think people just throw that out as like a platitude that means nothing. But it's like, I'm not doing any, I'm not like being someone I don't want to be, you know, like it actually, I think whether I ended up finding the person or not, like I don't want to be the person that's micromanaging all the plans. I don't want to be the person who's just like independent and not asking for any outside feedback. Right. I don't want to be the person that's constantly like being on all the time. You but know? it took a it took a while to get to a place where you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to be doing all this stuff because it, you feel like what you're doing is what you want to be doing until you see a different way. You don't know that it's like actually no, I'm tired of like picking a dinner spot yeah. and calling. Well, the then Uber. you get resentful because it's like you do all this stuff and you and then all of a sudden you're like, well, you never do anything, and it's like, yes. well, when would I have? You did it. When was I? You know, like I think I remember I was in a relationship once with somebody and I was just a master at doing way too, just trying too hard, you know, and like suffocating people by accident. And I'd make the plans and I'd get the Red Sox tickets and I'd get the Resur concert and we're going to see McJack, like just sort of like. Because I didn't think I was enough, so yeah. I was. Over- well, you also didn't have much time, right? So you had to make the most of the time. Forty? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you're running out of time. Just no, but I'm of- saying you work so much and your nights are always. Oh, got it, got it. So you have to make these events because you only have a day every two weeks. So it's like you want to make a Red Sox game. You want to make these events because of I, right or yeah. No? That's a that's a really interesting point. But I also, if I'm gonna be honest, I think I'm just was insecure and yeah. I didn't think that I was interesting enough or good enough for anyone to want to just be with. So I was yeah. like, I'll get these tickets. Yeah. We'll go to this concert. Mm, like wow. you can meet this celebrity. Like I really just did not think mm-hmm. that I was worth anyone being in a relationship yeah. with if I wasn't giving them things or doing things for them. That's how I measured my worth, which is not his fault. That's fucking my problem. That's not yeah. his problem. Yeah. And I was just like, like throwing all my shit at people. I relate accident. to that because I don't even like to go on dates with guys if I don't know that I already want to have sex with them. Like I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't want to go on with someone that's like a blind date or like you might like this guy because if I don't like him and I don't want to have sex with him, I feel like. What is he getting out of this? I'm wasting his time. I'm wasting his money on my coffee. Like, I just, I feel like I'm, there must be some insecurity to me that's like, you have to blow him or he, you're you're wasting his life. Which is. I'm like, I'm wasting my life. He sucks. Yes. and, And I do think that there is this like. I don't know. I maybe my I got my really lucky with my dude because I was like I'm not having sex with this person for mo- like months because there's also a great book called Cupid's Poison Arrow. Uh, These names suck. <laughs> they are so awful. And uh, thank God for Amazon. Now. I know. Oh my God! Can you imagine going into a Borders? Like it's about how. And look, I'm sure. A, I'm sure. I'll see, I'll, the third time this week. <laughs> I'll see you, motherfuckers, in the comments because yeah. I know people are gonna have a lot of issues with this book it's about how we're kind of only designed to have orgasms in order to procreate and we're not really designed to be having orgasms all the time Mm. and the amount of dopamine and oxytocin that we're releasing as we're you know and so we're kind of designed this is what the book says I'm not a scientist (laughs) calm down about how we're designed um, neurologically our primordial brain is when you have an orgasm nine months later you have a kid and you don't really you know need the guy anymore you know it's and the guy after nine months is like okay I've protected her and now I can go on and procreate. You know, there's a lot of like interesting neurology at play that I don't necessarily 
none of it should be an excuse for bad behavior, but that really helped me to just go, okay, I know my brain. I have an addictive personality. If I have sex with this person too soon, I'm not going to be able to think straight because your prefrontal cortex just like shuts down and you just become an idiot. It's so true. And that's the hard thing to do. I mean, honestly. That's what I talked to Pat Allen about. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, wait, I have if- more questions about Pat Allen. Can I just play you one quick <laughs> Oh, my God, Whitney, you're going to love this so much. I'm dying. Me, me going, but wait, I'm going on a date with this guy I'm in love with, and we've had sex before, but I want to take it to a relationship level. She goes, then don't fuck him. Just go enjoy lunch with him. And I was like, but I'm crazy about They're him. hunters. And she goes, you you got to, what, what are you saying to me? That you need to have sex? And I was like, I mean, what if we're making out and it's like too hard to not have sex with him? This is her. I don't. If all you want is a dick up your pussy, you can get that any day standing on the street. No, I, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a 45-year-old First construction all, worker. That's not an 80-year-old woman. Can I just hear it one more time? Oh, sorry. This is Isn't not the Pat Allen. I thought I was... <laughs> She's wild. Patronizing. <laughs> She's gnarly. She's out of control. Sounds like Rosie O'Donnell, She's, first of all. There's no way that is the author of a relationship <laughs> no, book that, is, that is my religion. She's so mean, dude. I've listened to these calls. She's really she's like, she's broke. so sick. She's just had it. And does, like, well, yes. How old must she be at this point? 84. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that was Wednesday's show. Thursday's show, um, we had an Andrew Colin, Ian Fidance. It was fun yesterday. That was such a fun show. Was Anya there? No, it was just me, you, and Ian at the start of it. Ian was sick. He had, like, laryngitis. He still decided to come in and get us all sick. No, he doesn't have laryngitis because that's not contagious. Whatever Ian has is contagious, and he just came in. I think he had Legionnaires. He might. Again, you're doing a reference to something that isn't on this episode. I think he might have, uh. Had uh, he got divorced because he said he was a dog walker. That is another reference from something earlier. Wow, Andrew, just uh, three for three, zero for three, three for three on being on duds. Actually, do you want to do? Do you want to reference anything that we've talked about so far? Uh, Ari is wearing his khaki cum pants. Khaki cum pants. <laughs> khaki cum pants. Khaki. 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 Um, all right. Poor Ari just sitting here having to watch this. Any final thoughts, Ari? Um, I'm just super excited about the shows this weekend. Oh, God. Oh. I mean, that makes one of us. Uh, please come to my shows in Atlanta. Please make this trip worth it. I'm really depressed this week with the turnout at the last night's show. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was a Thursday night. It was good. It was actually packed it was great. for the oh, show. Negative Nikki is dead. What? No more Negative Nikki. You are dead today, Negative Nikki. And I just go kill myself because I'm like, well, you told me. What did you say? The hot couple in the back. The hot couple in the back. Oh yeah, there are a lot of hot girls. Really? Hot guy, hot girl. Oh really? Dressed like a my my ideal woman, Sandy at the end of Grease. Oh yeah. Leather pants, cigarette. Oh my god! This Uh, woman had a cigarette and she was um, walking through a funhouse. Yeah, she was walking through a funhouse. She kept saying, "Tell me about it, stud." You're the one that I love. You are the one that. Those are my. That's one of my ideal women. Her. Three ideal women. Okay. Olivia Newton John, Sandy at the end of Greece, number two. Helen Hunt in Twister. Khaki pants and a guinea tea. Guinea. Guinea. Guinea tea. What's a guinea tea? Guinea tea is like a wife beater. Okay. Yeah. 
both need, there's no good term for that shirt. It's yeah. just a wife beater I mean, or, a or an AT. I, I do call those shirt. little animals wife beater pigs. Okay. <laughs> All right. And number three, Elizabeth Shue in Adventures of Babysitting. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Let's get your three ideal women. Those ones are good. Uh, okay. I on and then uh, Natalie Portman in um in uh, in the State. one where she's a child. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I wish I would have known. Not Lolita. No, in the oh shooter or whatever. I don't know which one she oh, was. Wait, the the, the um Garden State. Natalie no. Portman in Garden State. I love. Oh okay. Quirky, cute, a girl that doesn't like exist in the real world. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, none of these women exist in the real world. I feel like. His Helen were Hunt more Helen attainable. Hunt. Helen Hunt, yes. They are, actually. They are just... They're all eights. Eights? Yeah. They're all eights. They're not like your idea of a ten. Like, Helen Hunt is very good-looking, but not right. approachable. Elizabeth right. Shue, approachable. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, maybe not so much. Right, right. Okay. Any other ideals? Any iconic women from movies that you yeah. jerked off to? Um. Drew Barrymore in Poison Ivy on the car when she's wet. Oh, my God. And, oh, and Nicole Eggert, not my, and Blown Away. It was a movie that was on Cinemax a ton when we were. How old are you? All these movies oh, are. and uh, the girl from uh, North by Northwest. <laughs> Is this real? No, no. I'm just okay, I was like, I, I was just. ideal guy? Yeah, what um, is your ideal man? You walk in. Uh, Ethan Embry can't hardly wait. Oh. Which one is he? Oh, is he the, he's the lead? He's the lead in yeah. that. Oh my god, he is so adorable. Um, also, you wouldn't like that guy in real life. What? You would like Jerry O'Connell in that movie. Yeah, I would. I would. That's true. Jerry O'Connell's. In um, Jim from The Office, like back in the day. Too oh nice. my Too god. Nice. Too nice. Keep going. I. You got fingered to fear. That's what you like. You're a fear finger. You want a guy punching himself in front of your door and kicking your dad in the face. And cutting off my dog's head and sliding it through oh, the doggy dude, door. Yes. God, that Jim is wouldn't so. Jim would do that. Jim wouldn't do that. I guess. Um... <laughs> you know what you like? Mm... You like maybe Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty sexy. No, I never saw that movie. It's too scary. I don't see the movies that are scary that maybe would turn me on. I'm trying to think of my. Justin Thoreau in anything. Yeah. Mm, I, don't, I haven't seen him act in legit anything except his marriage to Aniston. Um, that was a joke. Like he was acting through it. Did yeah. you not get it? It was, it was a decent it was a joke. Callback. No, it was a pretty decent joke. Um, uh, that got nothing. Just crickets. Okay, let's get into Thursday's show. Is that? Oh yeah, is that? The, that's what we're gonna get into. Thursday show. Nicholas Ferroni, a teacher. Um, uh, the sexiest people magazine sexiest teacher alive nicholas Froney, was in studio and uh we talked about feminism and he ian and he quizzed us on it but that's not what this is uh, um oh yeah we do a, the first question of the women's history quiz uh this was a really fun show you should go back and listen to it on demand we had a great great time yesterday so here's thursday show nicholas Froney, ian uh Fidance and andrew collin it's easier to, to blame your failings on being a woman than it is to say, oh, I need to be better. And well, you're just really good at your job, and you never face that because you're you're good, you're quick, you're smart, and you I can be all fast. those things and still acknowledge that the system is 
flawed and that there's a bias against me as a woman. I guarantee you if no one knew you were a woman, you'd tell your jokes, people would respond a lot differently and probably better to them and they would address the fact that I think gender plays so much. Yeah. We don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. For the longest time being like a straight white man, I'm like, I assumed everyone lived the same way I did. Like yeah. there was nothing I thought I couldn't do. Yeah, but you're tan. <laughs> you're so it's, tan. It's just a lot to get out of He's so perfectly <laughs> tan. How are you so tan? Do you have, is that a spray tan? I actually went to the beach with my family for like six and hours. You don't use sunscreen. You just lay out. You're I mean, you can easily. I did put I did put sunscreen on. Okay. Is okay. it olive oil? No. <laughs> butter. Butter. Yeah, just <laughs> margarine. <laughs> Um, no, I, I recognize the differences and everything, sure. but but my question is, if you're living your life and being like, oh, things are great, and then someone starts to tell you, no, that's not, at what point is that reality or just programming and propaganda to make you believe these things, when in actuality, you were just living a good life, and then now all of a sudden you're told these things, and you go, yeah, that's right. Like, at um, what point is it reality and at well, another point is it- Well, is ignorance bliss? Certainly. But well, then once you opened your eyes to injustices that are happening around you constantly- but is that confirmation a... bias? What do you mean? Like, when, when you say- every... are, are you trying to say, like, the, I mean, I think he's trying to say, that like, the victimization where, like, rather than people try to blame things on certain issues, whether it's mm -hmm. gender, sexuality, or race, rather than say it's- actual performance right but i mean i, I right. again like as i'm just gonna i tell my students all the time like i have minority students i'm like me saying that the cops are always nice to me i don't see what the problem is is very hypocritical saying it to my 13 year old black student who was literally stopped because he was on his bike in short oh, hills absolutely. a white affluent neighborhood right. and it's like that's addressing the issue right i mean th that's just having empathy though like thinking yeah. that everyone but I, I know what you're saying ian that like once you start pointing fingers about this it throws you off of mm -hmm. your track of just be good yourself you, and don't make if excuses you, if you were constantly saying x y and z is happening x y and z is happening you're going to look for that and then it's confirmation bias where you when it does happen you oh, go, right when you see, start to see I it everywhere right. Right. and then and then you become like a conspiracy theorist that everything's against you when in reality Shit well, just unless falls you have where bipolar disorder. I think this is like. Well, you, hey, back off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I can see how that can you can become like overly paranoid about it. But I think there's a fine balance of being like, you know what, this sucks. As a woman, there's some like, like I am exploring on stage. Like, mm -hmm. I get scared at night more than men do, and mm -hmm. I don't. And I always just thought everyone gets scared at night, and it's like, no, they don't. Women well, that's do. That's what I thought about with depression. Like, oh yeah, everyone just sleeps yeah, their yeah. days and doesn't go out and hates themselves. But once, but once I'm able to say, hey, um, it's because I'm a woman, I get scared at night, and that's kind of fucked up that I have to live mm -hmm. in fear yeah. when men don't. And I start to talk about it. Men have more empathy. They're gonna walk me to my car. They're gonna it, it calling it out. It dresses it. It doesn't. Do you know what I'm saying? It's helpful mm -hmm. to There's call a difference between bias right. and awareness. Like make, being aware. And there are so many things in my life where I became aware of, and it changed how I do see certain things mm -hmm. and, and see situations. All right. Well, let's um, f figure Ooh. out what's go happening through history that um, will confirm my biases. Maybe this will help help Ian see that certain things we need to push the envelope a little bit. So to I agree change. with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But I think the self-congratulatory thing of like, I'm a feminist gets in the way of doing those positive things Absolutely. because it has a negative connotation. Yeah, you you really hate a title. You I hate do. When people go, I'm this, but you're but, but then you're I, Mr. You're Scott man. You're hypocritical in that sense <laughs> well, because, because you would I go, The Bachelor, I don't want to hear about this, and I'm like, 
okay, just having this kind of like attitude towards anything of like, I hate this and this is who I am and nothing can change my opinion. You hate that, but you are that sometimes. But I do listen and I do am willing to, I have a spine, but it has scoliosis. I'm willing to kind of bend <laughs> every now and then and like listen, but I do have strong opinions yeah, on and things. And that's what I love about you and I'm glad you're here. Well, so thank stick you. around with too. us, even though you have laryngitis. Stay away from Nicholas. He has to, he has to work this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm immune so, to I'm everything. Sorry, Nicholas. I'm immune to everything. Really? Oh, you are you airborne? Yes. Then kiss me. Developed by a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, then blow. Kiss me, Nicholas. Kiss blow me without a condom. You won't. Okay. I can't do that. Uh, I can't do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's start. All right. So the the okay. it's multiple choice. Multiple, okay. And then I'll tell you the, then the visual. Okay. Obviously, so don't, should we write right. down answers? No no, 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 no. You guys don't say your answer until we're all decided on. I am okay? so excited. So should I read the question, or would you like to read? You can read a good it. Voice. Okay. You can read it. All right. So the the. The quiz is titled, What Women Could Do and When They Could Do It. All right, first question. I'll tell you what they can't do. <laughs> Up <drive>. until 1978, <laughs> women could be fired from their job for being... Up until 1978. Tall, <laughs> divorced, pregnant, or married. Oh, what wow. What do you guys mm. think? T up until 1978, women could be fired from their job for being tall, divorced, pregnant, and married. I, have. I hope I'm all of those at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have my answer. I got my answer. So uh, should we write them down? Nicholas? Okay. I, I, yeah, I have mine, too. So I, should, do we say it all on say, three? No, no, no. Okay, let's do it all on three. Okay. One, two, three. Preg pregnant. All right. Let's see the answer. Pregnant. Yeah! yeah! Men rule. We are better Men women rule. than you. Men rule. Men rule. Men rule. I'm tucking it back. I'm tucking it back. I want to say they got the Andrew answer. shaving. I want, I want to say they got the answer because they were thinking, what would I fire a woman for? Right. Yes. No, no don't put words in my You're mouth. Fucking you fucking feminist bias. You're looking to be a victim, Nicholas. Now kiss me. How can she work when she's pregnant? Hell no. I'm Okay, Mr. Tanning Bed. That's really a good point. That's All right, guys. This is the end of the show. They're talking. Ari is now asking if Nicholas Ferroni is that hot. And Andrew, what was your answer? He is hot. He's hot. He's not like he has great hair. He's just very uh, plain. But yet, I don't know. He's That's hot. Nice. He's got a nice triceps. Is he as hot as the, the philosophy teacher in Last Chance U season four? Is that is that a... Um, Reality show? Yeah, this guy really no, exists? No, he's not. He's hot. That guy's fucking hot. That guy's fucking okay, hot. Okay, I'm sorry. Nicholas Ferroni is so hot. He, I he, haven't seen him. I'm asking if he's hot. No, I, he's, he really is hot. He's not someone that... It's not my type of hot. Like, I, I'm... But you can't argue that that guy is an Adonis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think. You were drooling all over him. You were like, he's so tan. He's so tan. Andrew's going to be tan by the end of this weekend. Because <laughs> whenever he's around a guy who like has qualities he wants, yeah, he, he comments on it. He can't stop talking about it. And then he starts. That's why he got a fucking tattoo. Yeah. He was sitting next to Nick Yusuf for an hour getting a foot massage one day after radio. Nick Yusuf is covered in tats. And the next day, he that no, I think it was, yeah, it was the next morning he had tattoos. Mm. And it 100% was inspired. Not that it was... It was 98% inspired by Nick Yusuf. What's wrong with that? You can be inspired. I've I, I wanted a tattoo my whole life. Nick happened to sit next to me. He's a very good-looking man with very long toes, which means he has a nice, thick cock. Okay. Confirmed. I don't Jack. I actually don't remember his dick at Jack. all. Because I, I was blacked out. 
What are you I doing? Oh, Andrew is so insecure right now because no, I just no, I'm nailed not. You're it. You're guessing. You're trying to guess. No, I nailed it. When I'm, I'm wrong fun. about when I'm wrong about something about you, you really I can tell when I'm wrong, and I always go, you know what? I am wrong because the way you you're have acting. never said you're wrong to me in your life. No, I've admitted when you've been right, and I go, I'm sorry. I have done that before, Andrew. I really have. Judging, Don't say that. Judging from my therapy. <laughs> also, my therapist says that when I'm feeling vulnerable, yeah. I grab the pillow and I put it over my Yep. He, Andrew right now is taking the pillow. He has slunk down onto the couch. He's almost laying there and he was holding it and covering his eyes. Equals he knows that other men's things, he gets attached to them and he wants yeah. to replicate them. The you you liked Nicholas Ferroni's tan yesterday. You're you going to work that. on your tan. You do that. Everyone does that. That's not a bad Everyone thing. Everyone does it, but I can just see it very clearly when I know <laughs> an, a choice has been made in your head to like, I'm going to get those shoes. I'm going to get that shirt. I'm going to get that tattoo. I'm going to get a tan. And I guarantee okay. you, well, now you're not going to get a tan because I'm calling it out, but you were going to work on it now. You were going to work on it after seeing Nicholas's no, tan yesterday. No, I wasn't. We'll see. We'll see. Fine. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I What? Like tights. I'm going to get those and wear those tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. and you'll comment on when we're all sleeping together. What? Freak. Okay. Well, none of this is making it because you guys By are talking off mic. What? I'm on mic. Um, we also dropped the whole segment about we me calling you out for stuff. I know. Do you yeah. want to do it again right now? No. Okay, so, okay. Why Next even time. bring that up? Uh, my we... bad. My bad. <laughs> God, Andrew is so annoying to me right now. Okay, you know, we, we did, recorded a whole 30-minute podcast mm. chunk. Yeah. Within it, Andrew aired all of his grievances about me and told me that I act differently around him than I do boys I like, which of course I do. I like boys, so I'm on my best behavior. I'm not going to act the same around them. Um, he called me out for all the times I'm a bit of bitch to him. I admitted that I'm a bitch. I know I'm a bitch. I'm working on it. Kind of. Not really. It feels good. Anything else you want to say? You nailed it. Bitch. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show this week. It's uh, It's been fun. I was here with Andrew Collin, Ari Finling. Follow these guys on their social media. Check out Andrew's podcast, Puddles with Andrew Collin. Yes, I got it right. Did I get it right? Yeah, yes, first time I ever got it right. Uh, Ari Finling on Instagram, A-H-R-I Findling. And um, come to my shows in Atlanta. And I'm, in, uh, I'm somewhere else next week. Where am I? Is it Jacksonville next week? No. No. Where are we next week? Oh, Stress Factory in in New Jersey. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Stress Factory. And then Jacksonville the following week. Uh, I'll see you at those shows, and I'll see you here on the podcast next week. Squirt, squirt. Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.